This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. Man, good evening to you, <laughs> sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm, man, a little stressed. There's <laughs> just yeah, so I... much going on, dude. Things are great. But uh, wow, you know, the shop is a wreck because we're, uh, you know, starting to uh, pack stuff up and uh, slowly kind of migrating over to our new space and everything. And it is... Uh, it, it it is thoroughly out of control, man. Yeah, uh, yeah but but things are things are fun. Yeah, the uh, I can't wait to uh, tease out some photos of the new shop. It's uh, it's really uh, going to be something. Uh, uh, just really uh, re- really pleased with how everything's turning out, and uh, it's going to be some changes. But uh, you know, we're growing pains and, and all that. But uh, overall, it's you know, it's really exciting. It's really uh, really good. So th- this uh, this is a crazy season. Uh, a fun season. I'm just trying to keep it out of the ditches at this point. <laughs> no, I, dude, I understand. I, mean, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think on uh, last time we we, uh, we you know we recorded, yeah. Uh, you know, the game plan was for you know the move to happen over weekend and rainbows yeah. and unicorns were going to come flying through I, the I, air. I, I, that's and, typically how it is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything was going to go smoothly and perfectly. <laughs> Nothing was going to be delayed. Not a bit. And, and, and you know, of course, all that is just hogwash. Yeah. No, it's been. Uh, it, it's, it's been okay. You know, we, it's, there's been some hiccups here and there, but I know, like we talked about before, uh, Mrs. Cole, uh, my, my beautiful wife, she is, uh, really excited about getting this done because currently our guest bedroom is, a uh, is kind of a holding cell for, uh, you know, hundreds of pounds of pipe tobacco, uh, you know, all kinds of accessories and our new, uh, brand new, uh, six foot tall, uh, tobacco shop Indian, and so uh, you know it's it's going to be it, it's a pleasant smell at home, you know, when you walk by that that particular room. But uh, it, it's it's going to be nice to uh, it's going to be nice to get that get that back up where it belongs. You know, it's interesting because I mean, like that is a pleasant smell. Smell. I, mean, I, I love. I'll be honest. Like, of course, you know, here I am, the tobacco nerd, and now my entire house smells like. I mean, when you got just you know, literally, you know, hundreds of pounds of uh, of of Cavendish and you know, sweet, uh, you know, cherry tobacco and all this stuff just sitting in your, uh, (laughs) sitting in your house. I mean, it smells good, you know, golly, it smells great. But, but, uh, I, I know, you know, we want to keep the natives happy. So we're going to, uh, we're going to try to get, get it out as, as quick as possible. Yeah. But here's the, I mean, here's the reality though. Like, you know, all of us, we, we think about, you know, man, John David chilling out tobacco shot. What a dream job type situation. But the reality is work is work. And so, like, even though that is a pleasant smell, it is the smell of your job. Well, so literally yeah. you come home and you're instantly brought back yeah, to work. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll just say to that, like, you're, you're right, but it's a really good thing. I love what I do. Yeah, that's I, true. You yeah. know, it, it, it's it's funny. Yeah. To me, it, I mean, that particular part, you know, there are things about about working in a smoke shop, you know, being a, a tobacconist where you're like, man, I... It's good to come home and unplug, not listen to music, not talk to anybody. Uh, you know, a lot of my job is a lot like a bartender. Um, so we, when you get home, sometimes you just want to kind of kind of shut that part down. But, uh, man, the tobacco stuff, though, it, it doesn't really get old. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay with it. And my wife, on the other hand. <laughs> so anyway, we're... Uh, we're, we're we're moving in the right direction. So That's good. Everything's good though. Well, I think what's important to the listener, of course, um, you know, for those of you who are tuning into the podcast, what this means to you uh, is is not much different, honestly. Over the next couple yeah. of weeks, uh, you know, we may sound a little bit different. At the moment, we're actually recording in Pottery Studios. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in some in some fashion, kind of taking it back to the old school, mm-hmm. uh, back when Pottery Studios was in my house. Now it's actually in a uh, a pseudo professional. Now, I mean, this is this is legit. 
You know, we got we got Dude, are you on the kidding wall. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pottery is legit, man. No, we got oh, autograph. Have this you looked fantastic. at our autograph trophy area over there? Oh yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All these people come in, they autograph stuff and leave them up. It's it's pretty awesome. Where's but, uh, where, where's where's my signed headshot? Uh, it's in the mail, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, special delivery, <laughs> something I, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we're gonna sound a little bit differently as we're we're recording, and and honestly, um, you know, the recording schedule uh, is gonna be a little weird for us but should not affect the release schedule at all. Now, for yeah, those of true. you who do tune in live or who have tuned in live for the last several weeks, months, even years, um, this is going to be an interesting transitional time. Uh, we may not go live for a number of weeks until, yeah. I think I think it's safe to say, until the, the new shop is kind settled. of fully operational. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to get the Death Star up and running. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep those rebels out. Yeah. That's, that's right. Uh, but until until the new shop is up and running, and, and let me tell you this too, when we come back and we do our first live show in the new space and everything, we're going to blow it out. It's going to be a big yeah. deal. We'll, yeah. we'll post it out to Facebook, Twitter. We'll mention it on the episodes leading up to it. Yep. Uh, you will not miss it once the live show returns. But for the next couple of weeks, uh, yeah, it's going to be audio all the way, all, you know, all the way through, <laughs> you know, and I, I think I probably may even do a quick talking head video, uh, to throw that up on, on the YouTube channel, because I know there are a couple of YouTube exclusive, like people who just watch that YouTube. No, thing, that's right. Yeah. Uh, which is still wild to me because it's such a, well, you know, we, we are a podcast first, but so many people, uh, you know, they found us through, through YouTube that's and that, true. that's how they continue to watch us and, and listen to us and. Um, you know, so it, it's funny to me because we are we're produced to be a podcast. And so if you if you listen to the podcast, if you download it on iTunes or your Android, you know, it's it, it's polished. Right. It's real. Uh, it, it's real. Uh, it, it's it's classy and, 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 it's and sharp. It's yeah. professional. And, and then we've got our YouTube channel, which is like, <laughs> man, it, it, you know, it's just like walking in the back room at the butcher shop. You know, you're like, oh, that's that's what that's what happens back there. Yeah. And, and for some people, that's all they know, which is kind of uh, which is kind of funny. So, <laughs> well, man, we got a fun show tonight. Uh, of course, we yeah. are uh, we're, we're taking it back to the basics in the sense that we are actually providing for you, dear listener, that which you you love. And that is a tobacco talk. Yeah. Uh, now, this is uh, a series that we've done since the earliest days of Country Squire Radio, and it's just a look at various tobaccos. Uh, historically, we've we've kind of mixed it up. We we would do yeah. like one blend, one ten. Sometimes we do two tens. Sometimes we do two blends. Sometimes we do three. Sometimes we yeah. uh, we go really deep into one. Although typically those aren't necessarily tobacco talks. What are we doing today, John yeah, David? Yeah, man, we're talking about a couple of tens uh, here tonight, and uh, it's a good opportunity just to. To look at some, uh, you know, tobaccos that have been on the market for a while, uh, some more obscure stuff, you know, things that people don't necessarily have a lot of uh, experience with, but uh, always love, you know, this is a bread and butter, right, uh, of Country Squire Radio. Oh, absolutely. We, we, we love tobacco. We, we love pipes, you know. Uh, it, the people get in and stay in, they get into the pipe world and they stay in, in the pipe world uh, for a variety of reasons. A lot of folks, they're nerd about the briar and the grain and the um, you know, the, oh, the, the art, artisanship yeah. of the of the piece of wood and all these things, and of course we love that and love and and uh, you know are all about that. But uh, for me personally, it it always goes back to the the leaf itself and the tobacco. And um, man, yeah, just just so much fun to unpack some of these uh, some of these gems if you've heard of them or or uh, if they're new and and you haven't heard of them. So um, anyway, a couple tonight we we're gonna start out with a tin that is from one of the prolific pipe tobacco manufacturers out there. But it's one of their tobaccos that is not as heralded. It, uh, of their lineup, it's kind of on the sidelines. And tonight we're talking about Dunhill Durbar. 
Durbar to her new Durbar. Yeah, <laughs> Durbar. This is a this is a tin of tobacco. Now again, you know, depending on who you talk to, of course, everyone's like, "Oh, Dunhill's out of production. This is all going away." You can readily get Durbar pipe tobacco still. Uh, it, it's available. You know, we've got it at our our shop. It's available uh, through other other merchants. And so this is this is still out there. Now you know, will this continue be, to be made? You know, we'll see. I mean, it, if you listen to the official party line. You know, all the Dunhill stuff is going away, but, you know, it's still readily available to find. So it's just kind of funny uh, how all that's working out. We're, we're getting like, a lot of mixed signals with that. Yeah, I'm but, getting I'm getting yeah. flashbacks about mixed signals in the past. And the yeah, way I know, we right? Talked about yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> mi- mi- mixed signals from uh, uh, artisan tobacco companies uh-huh. yeah, yeah, to uh, pipe folks. Yeah, I mean, you know. So well, is John David saying something here? Is right. he not saying something well, here? Well, you know, I'm just, at this point, I'm just trying not to drink too much. All but, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Dunhill Durbar. Uh, this is a this is one of their least or less popular blends, but uh, it, it's a real gem, and I, I'm glad that we get to get to roll it out tonight. It's it always sits on the back of the shelf. It, it's going to be passed over for the more venerated nightcap, early morning pipe, you know, nine six five things of that nature. Uh, you know, even some of the uh, stuff that's been more recently introduced, like the ye old sign and. You know the uh, Virginia Red Virginia Flake and all these others. So, but anyway, it's a great tobacco. We've got a Latakia Oriental and Virginia mixture here. This is fun. It's a complex Oriental English. Uh, the um, you know the English tobacco you know ness of it that, that that smoky Latakia. It's certainly present, but that Oriental Ford uh, presence makes itself known. Uh, really quick. This tobacco has a lot of character, hmm. uh, which I really like. So Durbar is uh, it's it's the Indian. Uh, term an India Indian uh, for basically where uh, the Indian monarchs would hold their meetings. It's basically the Euro equivalent of like the king's court uh, is the Durbar. And so uh, I, I guess that's where they got the name of this tobacco. That's as far as I can uh, can can reckon. Um, but so anyway, uh, the king's court uh, in Indian uh, you know, monarchist whatever is uh, is called the Durbar. The and, Durbar. And, yeah. Interesting. Um, and, and so I guess that's where they get this. But um, yeah, I'll let you take a look, Bo, at the can. You want to describe kind of what you what you're looking at there? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a pretty pretty basic looking tin. I kinda, mean, kind of underwhelming, you know. I mean, you know, so the the uh, the colors of the of the actual branding actually kind of blend directly into the the gold brassness of the actual tin itself. Yeah, of the vacuum sealed tin. Yeah, you do have the dun bar just kind of popping out Dunbar. at you with the uh, with the blue bar <laughs> on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting because given the source of the name, I wouldn't necessarily look at this and think regal. Per se, yeah. I mean, other than the fact, yeah. of course, you got the gold that that is there. But just looking at the actual branding of Dun, Dun Durbar, I just I keep on wanting to say Dunbar because of course well, Dunhill. It, well, Dunhill, and then also uh, Dunbar uh, pipe tobacco from uh, from Esoterica. Okay, like well, there you Germain. go. Yeah, yeah. So my, my brain is playing tricks. Then, so this right. is a dyslexic's nightmare, is really what. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah right, <laughs> yes. absolutely. <laughs> but um, I gotta tell you, man, if I was walking by and I'm I'm you know especially like a modern kind of a, a yeah. you know younger shopper who's not necessarily uh, as you know, uh, knowledgeable about various pipe tobacco blends, that sort of thing. I'm not necessarily a Dunhill loyalist because I don't necessarily know enough about Dunhill. Sure, just, you know. So if I'm if I'm that guy walking by, I might overlook this tent. Yeah, and and, and frankly, I think that's what folks do. You know, and and like I mentioned, it's one of those that kind of sits at the at the back of the shelf, maybe collecting a little dust because it's uh you know it it's just not talked about a lot. But mm. also the packaging is very unassuming. It's nondescript. It's very simple. Um, you know, super traditional, but not 
uh, in a flashy way at all. So, um, you know, the the tobacco is is anything but those things, which I which I love. So uh, let, let's crack it open. Okay, I was going to um, ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a um, this is a an an interesting tin and um. Yeah, you actually turn it to open it. Uh, yeah, you know it's that. one of the uh, coin style uh, <laughs> vacuum seal tins. So uh, I'll uh, I'll let you give that a smell and tell me kind of what your first impressions are. Mm. Oh, that's delicious. I mean, like that's an intense smell that you first yeah. get. And I got yeah. I got to mention you know, the the cool thing we mentioned already that we're actually in the recording studio. Yeah. And so you know a lot of times we're surrounded by pipe tobacco like smells, and so even getting the yeah. tin note, yeah, it's yeah. competing with the rest of the shop. It's kind of fun in this kind of environment where we're you know we're we're away from all the other uh, competing ingredients and everything. You can get the purity of uh, of the tin note there, and um, man, just really nice. Of course, uh, as you would expect with mm. a uh, most most coin style tins like this, you open it up and it's got the little, uh, you know, kind of uh, coffee filter paper Elizabethan collar looking thing, you know, oh, that's yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> in there. You you uh, peel it back and uh, of course those uh, those dark leaves are, are right there. the the mm. first The first sniff of uh, you know when you first put your nose to this particular tobacco, uh, the Durbar, it's got that run of the mill English. Uh, smell, uh, you know, that's certainly there, but it's quickly, as soon as you pull your nose away, it's quickly followed by kind of a, uh, the, the musty, uh, sour, it, there's a, there's a mustiness there and that, that's, it's from that lurking, uh, heavy dose of, uh, orientals and Turkish leaves that are kind of, kind of hanging out in the background of, yeah, that, yeah, of yeah. that tin. And actually they're not in the background. I mean, they, they really are front and center, uh, on this tobacco, this so, makes, um, makes it smell good. It, it, it is, you know, it's got this. Uh, it's it's got this. Uh, you know, the Latakia obviously is present. You smell the uh, the smoky uh, campfire note of that, but then uh, right there with it is there's this musty um, kind of semi sweet uh, uh, note that is just kind of lurking, and you, and you know those Orientals are in there about to about to jump out. So um, it's a fine ribbon cut, uh, ribbon cut tobacco. You know, you've got a lot of. Uh, a lot of dark and bright leaf in here just from looking at it. Um, you know, it's all very finely uh, finely cut. Now, is this one, did, did, did literally you just pop it open for the first time right here? Uh, no, no. Now, I've been working on this tin for a little while. Okay, because yeah. I was about to say, like, one thing I noticed is it was pretty dry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's that's right. And you'll see that a lot with some of these older, uh, or some of these um, Dunhill tobaccos, you know. Um, it, but yeah, it's it's a, it, it smokes like a dream, yeah. Um, so it's dark and light leaves. Um, it, again, this is one that as soon as you uh, light it, it explodes with flavor. So you've got a uh, you've got a soft Latakia. Um, it's smooth, but the the thing I love about this tobacco is there's a spiciness to it. And when I say spiciness, I mean like like real like a like a um, like a zesty uh, pepper or or even like a your favorite bourbon that has just the right kind of bite you know what i mean mm. like like your your favorite bourbon that just like when it, when it stings it's a good sting, a good sting. And it hits you just right yeah. you know what i mean and and i think durbar man it's just it's just got that it's a uh, you've got the softness of the latakia that's there but there's also a uh, a smooth spicy uh flu cured uh leaf in there uh that just and, and then along with those muddled musty cedary orientals that uh, just make it uh, make it super flavorful. So uh, this is a you know it's an English tobacco. So you're going to get uh, you know folks that enjoy Latakia will will likely enjoy this. But this tobacco I think is a real uh, you know if you're not the biggest English blend smoker but you like Virginias and particularly Virginia Periques, this is an English blend that I think you could really get on board with. Uh, it's tobacco huh. that the Virginia Perique lover would would also really really like. And I think it's that spiciness. You know I think there's that 
there's that peppery uh, bite there that's not a not a heat bite. It's not a harsh bite. It's not a tongue bite uh, bite. This this tobacco is very kind to the mouth, but it um, it, it's incredibly uh, flavorful. And again, just that spiciness that's there uh, from the combination of the flu cured leaf and then also those uh, those uh, those Orientals. So um, man, just a great tobacco. Um, the natural sugar uh, is there, but it's very smooth. Uh, and, and again, just enough Latakia to kind of uh, g- cut off some of the harsh edges of, of the other leaves that are in there. So, um, and great tobacco. Really pleased we could talk about this one tonight. And and frankly, one of those tobaccos that over the years just, uh, you know, I'm not really sure why it's gone uh, kind of under the radar. Like we said, it's not uh, super flashy. Uh, but man, the blend uh, obviously speaks for itself. It's just a great, great tobacco. The room note, uh, you know, that the room note is not... Um, not much to be desired. It's a uh, you know your typical uh you know kind of run of the mill English blend, but uh but man the taste and the flavor more than makes up for it. Yeah, I'm digging it, man. This is good. Uh, so uh, Durbar, Durbar Dur- from Dunhill, Durbar. Yes, yes. Next coming up is uh one of these uh rectangular tins from uh from the northwest of England that we all uh know and are familiar with and love and this is uh broken scotch cake from Gaywith and Hogarth. Oh snap. Now, you know, we're about if, to mix up some flavors here. We're about, we? to, we're about to mix it up, yeah. you know. Now, now I, you know, I'll say it's always funny to uh, talk about Gaywith and Hogarth on Country Squire Radio, uh, either them or Sam Gaywith tobaccos cuz gosh, they've got some of the uh, you know, best-selling, most venerated tobaccos in the uh, in the market. You know, we we think about uh, you know these these brands, just how historic they are and how uh, coveted some of these blends are. Um, and, and and you know, I just haven't really found many that I crave. You know, from them, and so it's one of these things. Like, man, I I wish I liked Gaywith and Hogarth tobaccos. I wish I liked uh, Sam Gaywith tobaccos, but I haven't found many that I really. Uh, connect with even as a Virginia smoker, um, you know the the one that everyone pulls for and it's hard to find and people tend to hoard. You know is is full Virginia flake and I I, I just uh, I I've just never connected with that tobacco even in even in its aged form. Um, but um, so anyway, it, you know I'm always on the hunt for one of their tobaccos that I really really connect with. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm, th- this is probably the closest we've gotten. So okay. Far. So that was what I was wondering, like, yeah. are you still on the hunt? So, so, and so yeah. Along the so way? yeah, th- this is, this is probably the closest we've gotten thus far. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is, which is, it's been exciting and, and fun to kind of work through this, uh, <laughs> work through this 10 little, it's little like, bit. It's like, I'm, I'm searching for my dream girl and, and this is about the closest I've gotten. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, it's, exactly. it's like thank you, right? I I I think yeah, <laughs> man. Just a little a little background uh, on Gaywith and Hogarth. Of course, um, Gaywith and Hogarth and Sam Gaywith both began uh, in uh, 1792, and it was Samuel Gaywith Company. And basically, uh, you know, over the next hundred years, they did what you know successful companies do. They uh, sold a lot of tobacco and made money and and all that. But then through a series of uh, deaths and family, uh, just not necessarily squabbles, but kind of differing directions. Um, they decided to split the company among two brothers, and that was in uh, 1878. And so, uh, you know, just it was complicated by deaths in the family and uh, some competing uh, visions for where it might go. And so they kind of had an amicable uh, separation there. And so you had uh, Sam Samuel Gay with tobacco uh, go one direction, and then the other direction Gaywith and Hogarth uh, uh, went the other direction. Of course, the over the next 150 years, these two uh, you know venerated tobaccos they kind of uh, they were rivals, but they also were extremely friendly because all these guys were related. They lived right. in the same town. They work 
uh, blocks away from each other, and it's just it, their their processors are really similar, and 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 on and on. And so, uh, Gaywith and Hogarth uh, did their thing uh, separate from Sam Gaywith for 150 years, and then in 2015, these two companies merged uh, again, and so that they have been under the um, the same house now for I guess about three years. But um, and we've mentioned that before briefly on the show. We, we need to probably unpack uh, the the Gaywith story more. On, it sounds on, a little War of the, the Roses. Show, it's kind of kinda interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got these these incredibly traditional British, you know, tobacco manufacturers, and they just have their own thing. What are you saying? Game of Thrones. I was doing a little Game of Thrones in the background. And like you just think of, you know, the Gay with Hogarth HQ, like popping up out of the map. Game of Thrones fans know what I'm talking about. No, you're right. Of course. So anyway, yeah. You know, when you look at these, their tins, a lot of... Uh, Gaywith and Hogarth and Sam Gaywith tins, they they really love to use these uh, rectangular square uh, vacuum sealed tins, which I, I have a love hate relationship with. Yeah. They're they're beautiful. I love how they stack. I love uh, how you can store them. Uh, the aesthetic of them is really pleasing. These jokers pop open though so easily, yeah, and that really really bothers me. I mean, they look like a little bit oversized Altoid cans. If I'm it being honest, does. no, like, it kind of does. It looks like a like an Altoid can. I'm right? a coin yeah. coin style person. Yeah, like, you like I, you like the the round uh, flat. Yeah, even the yeah. flat tins or the round. Um, yeah, well, know, the little uh, uh, soup cans, like yeah. one fourth soup the, cans, the, the, the biscuit can. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Yeah. The uh, like Cornell and Deal and, and our friends there. Yeah. So is this what what's the cut for this one? All right, so this is uh, a broken Scotch cake. Um, and matter of fact, here, uh, let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's I'll let you uh, describe it and then uh, we'll, we'll crack it open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, uh, you know, the branding, again, kind of a simpler branding, but you got you do have kind of the, the nice green and gold popping at, out at you. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're thinking Scotch uh, or, or Scottish of any kind, you need that, that green that's uh, just screaming in your face, which is always yeah, fun. Yeah, Celtic, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you got uh, Kindle Tobacco uh, popping out. Ken, Kindle uh, uh, at the very top, made in England by Garth, Hogarth, and Co. Gaywith and, and Hogarth. Gaywith and Hogarth. That's a scratch on this one. You've yeah. been putting this tin through. Uh, well, it, it's, you know, it's been in my bag for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's what you want. That's a good travel bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, beyond that, like it is, again, this is a very simple wrapping so to speak yeah and what, one thing i appreciate about what what they do oftentimes uh from sam gay with tobaccos they don't have any descriptions at all right. of what you're smoking on the outside of the tin uh gay with and hogarth they actually put a small description on the on the reverse of this tin. oh look so at that wanna, yeah you want to read what that says broken scotch cake a blend of flu cured and a little sun cured virginia this coarse cut pressed tobacco is cool and slow burning yeah so kind of simple and to the point honestly simple, but you know at least it gives you a hint of okay this is this is kind of what we're working with here a lot of these british manufacturers they just uh they kind of they kind of skimp on the um uh, descriptions not only that okay so if if i could be a little critical here and i mean like this is this is you that, critical well what? Of, of, of the branding because <laughs> i'm looking at in the description packet like the sticker that's on the back here yeah. i mean like you can tell that like it was even cut so that you can see the line of where the other sticker would have gone. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. there's just not a whole lot of care put into the well, branding. You got to think though. The and again, you're right. You know, could could we have maybe done this a little more uh, in a refined way? Probably so. But at the same time, this is a small company. You know, th- this these are in, all the more reason, in it, my opinion. Yeah, like, you and that, can that own, makes sense. You can own a market with the right yeah. kind of branding, and especially right now. Where there's a lot of opportunities to really kind of make a name for yourself, you know, I've I've praised even though we haven't really talked too much about cult tobaccos, but like the way yeah. they've been able to like own a brand 
and, and get attention. And you're right. Same thing yeah. with uh, uh, with your boy, the pipe carver, uh, uh, Dagner Pipes, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owned the branding and everything like that. And just own, owns the whole uh, the whole branding lifestyle. Exactly. And so you got to you got to compete with that shelf space space when you're walking by. Yes, you got you know you got your loyalists and everything that know your brand of the tobacco, yeah. but you got that new pipe smoker that's coming in. And, you know, one of the things, I mean, you know, our hearts are still broken about Frogmorton. That little frog sitting there, that tells a story before you even crack open the, Man, the tobacco. It's, it's hard to pass up that frog when you see him sitting on the shelf. Exactly. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I look at this, and yep. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, between the two, this actually pops out a little bit more. I know, than the Durbar. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. So they, these are both really bland uh, packages here <laughs> exactly, that we have, right? Exactly, by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it has to, you know, that's that's... Part of the- I, I guess when you're gay with Hogarth, your your tobacco is uh you know popular enough to where you just don't really have to put a lot of effort into it. You yeah, know? Uh, and, you got to be thinking about the new know, pipes. But that, that's, that's right. That's no, I I completely agree. All right, I, can we pop I, it I open? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's right, open. Go ahead and go ahead and crack it open there. All right, so we, we open it up. <sighs> Continuing yep. on the bad branding. It, in my exactly. Opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Describe what you're seeing here. I, I wanted to mention that, but you you're going to beat me to it. Tell me tell me what you're uh, what you're looking at. Yeah. So you you pop this bad boy open, and you've got a plastic bag, like a little little clear plastic bag. It, it looks like it was kind of like like scissored. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like it was like yeah. cut with scissors and everything. So it's kind of jagged and everything on the top, <laughs> uh, you know, not necessarily laid in the tin with care per se. Right. Uh, that being said, the actual tobacco itself is very much pressed. When it, I say, I'm talking is, about the plastic not being laid in the tin with care. Yeah. It, it just doesn't have the refined uh, feel of, of a lot of other tins, I guess. Yeah. You open it in that, that little plastic baggie that's sitting there. Um, you know, it's uh, leaves a little bit to be desired, especially if you're going to spend that much on a, a tin of imported tobacco. But at the same time, like you know, we're we're tobacco purists. That's that's uh, you know that's beside the point. But um, but sure. it, again, I I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I think you know, look, you're um, you've got an incredible product here. Like let's uh, let's pretend like we you know we we believe that. Yeah. So the tin note, <laughs> the tin note. Once you do get uh, get uh, up in that plastic bag and, and take a, take yeah. a whiff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're if you're an aromatic smoker, this is not going to be for you. This is not for you. <laughs> this yeah. is this is an English I, smoker. I love. Uh, well, it's it's a non aromatic uh, blend. Yeah. I love. Um. I, I, I like this tobacco a lot. The smell uh, in the tin. It's a uh, earthy Virginia's. You get. Uh. You, you get a little bit if if you if you if you smell hard and you, and you're nuanced uh in your um you know kind of uh, uh nasal palate <laughs> you get uh which is a thing you you'll get you get a little bit of brown sugar in there too uh, along with those right. earthy virginians so you and, say that now um, i got to take another whiff like really yeah, you, yeah you, you, you will you will you'll get a little bit of brown sugar there's some there's some sweetness uh that uh subtle uh subtle uh semi sweet kind of uh brown sugar with the roughness of the uh virginia's there's there's a sweetness lurking in the background there that uh that i think is apparent but um y- you know again this is a this is a virginia blend this is an unflavored uh virginia blend i mean it's a it's a tobacco lover's tobacco yeah like if, if it's a pipe yeah. tobacco lover's pipe tobacco i mean like this is this is you get you get that kind of um i think earthy is yeah. exactly right because yeah. you do you do kind of get that 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 pure whiff yeah this is this is yeah. the stuff, man, right here. Well, and, and so it's a coarse cut blend. You'll notice, uh, you know, comparing it with what we looked at before with the right. Durbar, which is a very fine cut. Uh, the the broken Scotch cake. This is a very uh, it's chunky, right? You're looking at it, and it's real. Uh, it's a hearty cut. It's something that's got uh, just a lot of, you know, I, I wouldn't call it ready rubbed, uh, but it's a it's just a chunky, flaky cut, you know. And so we've got uh, a a big uh, tobacco, uh, you know, chunks here that. Uh, I think it favors uh, larger bowls, better wider bowls, um, and uh, and loads easily and lights easily with a with a larger bowl. 
Uh, and so if you do if you do get it, I'd recommend that. Uh, you know, broken Scotch cake. I don't know where they get the Scotch from, um, but the as far as the style of blend or whatever, some somewhere along the line they discern, determined that they, they're going to call this a Scotch uh, tobacco. Uh, but the the cake part is is pretty clear. You know, cake that comes from crumble cake. And so at one point, um, this tobacco was pressed. Uh, it was cut. Uh, you know, sliced, pressed, uh, and and or cut, and then pressed into a giant cake. Uh, where it sat and and aged uh, for a while, just letting those flavors marry. And then what they do is they tear the cake apart uh, and then put it in, uh, you know, the tin that we see today. And so, um, you know, tends to be a little chunkier. You've got uh, some some great crumble cakes and uh, broken crumble cakes, um, you know, that are that are similar out there. Um, toasty and smoky. Uh, this is a cool burning uh, tobacco for a Virginia leaf. Again, most of what you're smoking here is that flu cured. Uh, you know, leaf. There's some bright leaf in there, but uh, this is going to be pretty mellow tobacco. The sugar content is not over the top. Again, every time I open a Gaywith and Hogarth tin or a Sam Gaywith tin, there's this little, there's this little imp that's in that's <laughs> in, that's sitting on my shoulder, and he whispers to me. What this are, explains so much what, right now. It, it does. It, it, it does, right? <laughs> so any any time I open one of these tins, okay, from either one of these very venerated companies, there's this little imp that's whispering in my ear, do you smell Lakeland characteristics? Do you smell rose water? Do you smell flower essence in these tobaccos? Huh. Okay. Because they are so notorious uh, in these, in these uh, British uh, blending houses about putting this uh, flower essence, rose petals, you know, this, this kind of... Uh, Bath and Body Works kind of uh, is smell topping casing uh, on their uh, tobaccos, and it and and for me personally, it's really off putting. And, and a lot of even their non aromatic tobaccos will have essences of that. And so, you know, every time I open a, a tin of tobacco from Gaywith and Hogarth, and I take that first smell, it, that's that's the first place my mind goes is is this going to smell like soap? You know, is this going to have a soapy, a, a soapy flavor? And so there's a there's a little sweetness on the on the tin note um, that makes me just a little skeptical. Then when you light it, that dissipates pretty quickly. And so uh, you know the that rose water thing is not there. Now I will say there is a you know it's not necessarily a soapiness that's there, but there is a little coating that this tobacco kind of puts on your tongue, uh, which I think is more characteristic to those uh those Lakeland style blends uh there's just a little a little soft coating it's not a an unpleasant coating but it's just it's there it's noticeable and it's something that I think you do get more with these uh blending houses in in uh in the UK uh, but there is for me kind of a middle block you know every time I open a can of tobacco from one of these companies I'm thinking uh you know it, what's uh you know what's lurking in there and and I I'm constantly you know with if I get any puff that seems a little sweet or a little on the uh, you know, kind of uh, bitter side, I start thinking, ah, there it is, there it is. But uh, you know, with the broken Scotch cake, I yeah, as far as I can tell, that I can't discern any uh, rose water, uh, the floral bouquet that a lot of times you see in uh, in those other Lakeland blends. So milky, uh, n- natural, toasty flavors. I, I love the, the the real toastiness of this tobacco. It's really really pleasant, and um, it's something I. I Continue to get as I smoked it. I kept thinking of graham crackers. I, I just I don't know graham like, crackers. Yeah, just a great, interesting, uh, semi-sweet, uh, natural flavor, but just uh, just graham crackers. You know, it, it's uh, it's got just a really uh, hearty, uh, toasty uh, taste to it. And uh, I like this tobacco too because as you smoke it, it doesn't get particularly uh, ashy tasting. The the flavor uh, is real consistent throughout the bowl. A lot of Virginias, you know, you'll 
get a little bit down through the bowl and it'll start to start to taste a little ashy but man this stuff is uh it's really um really tasty throughout the bowl so i, I don't know man this um this may be this may be the top uh you know gay with and hogarth tobacco that uh that i've had yet so uh, I'm glad glad I stumbled on it. All right, man. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I, you know, I know I was being a little hard on the the branding and everything, but but that, honestly, that's, that's fair. I, I I think it's fair. You know, it, I, mean, I, it, I criticize out of like like love. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's it's not it's not to trash them. It's just that you know you, you're talking about the uh, the gay with and Hogarth story, and just kind of the gay with you know story in general. Like that's that's there's such a that, that's an amazing. I mean that's yeah. that's the you know, that's the this stuff of legend since 1792. Exactly, right? I mean, there's a know. story there, and yeah. so you have an opportunity. And I, I think that you know this is just true of any blender that's out there, yeah, uh, listening in. Just remember, like, you know that that first time pipe smoker is walking through the door, and they're not. We're not talking, you know, Walgreens and just give me some tobacco. That's right. The younger, the millennial pipe smoker is coming in. And they're looking for something with a story. And so when you're sitting on a story like that, man, yeah. you got to communicate. You got to sell it, baby. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know everything, John David. That's you right. just said like like communicates the intricacies of of the quality of the product. Yeah. And so have a brand that matches it. You know. Anyway, so all, all that to say, I just say that as an encouragement. If we uh, if we have anybody from Gay with and Hogarth listening, right? No, I know, I know, right? I, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not criticizing to be cruel. I'm I'm, I'm trying to you know I, I encourage you. But build build you up. Yeah. Call, uh, hey. Call me. Let's, 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 let's make this work. Anyway. I got some guys for that. I, I'm a guy myself. Yeah, exactly. No, that's great. But uh, man, yeah. So that's uh, that's it. We got Durbar from Dunhill and Broken Scotch Cake from uh, from Gaywith and Hogarth. Well, the great thing about all the tobacco talks is we uh, we get a chance to dive into the various flavors and uh, and nostril palates and everything that you mentioned <laughs> about all these wonderful tobaccos. But if you're going to try out these new tobaccos, you want to do so in the way that makes sure that you get the gr- the best quality smoke. Something that's going to you know allow you to taste test various tobaccos without having to maybe oh, right. uh, you know put an extra layer of uh, cake on a pipe that you're not necessarily you know, have already seasoned elsewhere. You know, of course, where I'm going, those long-term <laughs> listeners, as I stumble around this, I'm talking about getting a good quality smoke from a good pipe at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right, man. We love trying new tobaccos from Missouri Meerschaum pipes. They're always uh, super high-quality smokes. You've got a real clean smoke and uh, one that's going to, um, you know, just really uh, season well to the tobaccos that you love. And so uh, tonight we're we're actually talking about the Shire Cobbett Corn Cob Oh, pipe. yeah. Uh, of course, the Cobbett series from... Uh, Missouri Meerschaum has been extremely popular and one of those that they've uh, they've started focusing on again more recently. And uh, I mean, just a really high quality pipe. Uh, the Shire Cobbett Corn Cob uh, pipe from Missouri Meerschaum is one of the two mid-sized pipes in the Cobbett collection of our church warden style pipes. Uh, it has an acorn shaped bowl that not only is uh, pleasing to behold, but pleasing when held in the palm of your hand. Uh, like all pipes in the Cobbett collection, the bowl has a dark stain added to the coating, a genuine hardwood insert in the bottom, and a wide nickel band on the shank, uh, and an Italian acrylic bit. And so um, they go on to say, the Shire is not flashy, just dependable and trustworthy, always there to help ease the cares of the day with a bowl of your favorite leaf. And uh, man, it's just such a great little pipe. They, um, you know, these uh, these small church warden pipes from Missouri Meerschaum, uh, they've introduced, and of course, we're picking up on the Tolkien-esque themes there. We've got the Shire, Cobbett, and all this, but uh, man, it's a it's a great smoking pipe, and um, the the medium sized bowl is uh, very handy. Uh, you know, it's one of those that you can still get a plenty uh, plenty of uh, enjoyable minutes of uh, smoking pleasure out of, and um, I think you'll be very pleased if you pick one up. That's good, man. Well, hey, if you've got one, uh, be sure to smoke it this week. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know you appreciate it. And of course, I'm talking about taking a picture. 
putting it on Twitter. We love retweeting those out. That's right. It's big ups to Missouri Beer Shop. Thanks <laughs> again. Thanks to them for sponsoring this show. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Question of the Week. All right, man, we get a great pipe question of the week in. Uh, this comes in from Chaplain Corey. Uh, Chaplain actually uh, wrote in a pipe question of the week. I want to say last week, if not two weeks. Yeah, ago. I think so. Yeah, here you go. He says, "I've heard that I've heard that when pipes need to be cleaned, they can have a quote sour taste. In my limited experience, some aromatic blends that have a fresh fruit flavor note can have a taste that is tart." but not quite sour. How do you tell the difference? How often should you thoroughly clean your pipe since the quote pipe sweetener is hard to find? And what do you recommend using? Again, that's from Chaplain Corey. Yeah, Chaplain Corey, man. Thanks thanks for writing in again. Yeah, good, great question. How often should you thoroughly clean your pipe? Well, you know, I, I always feel bad and kind of like a jerk, you know, when I answer this question because it's kind of like when you go to the dentist and the dentist is always like, you really need to floss your teeth like every day and you're like, okay. And you're thinking I hadn't flossed my teeth in like a year and a half. Right, right. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, you know, for me it, that I'm the same way with these pipe cleaners, right? It's like, man, just if, if you would clean your pipe after every single smoke, it's so easy, it's quick and man, it will keep that pipe smoking so fresh. And, and frankly, if you run a cleaner uh, through your pipe after every smoke, you'll, the, the chance that you'll ever have to, you know, do anything more than that is, is very very slim you know you just don't really have to do much more than that itself but um anyway all that to say uh you know that sourness that we talk about there's a uh it, it's it maybe a way to put it is a bitterness you know there's a bitter mm. flavor that comes with just frankly uh just old moisture from uh tobacco but also um to put it bluntly just your spittle <laughs> kind of oh, wow. kind of hanging out in that briar you know kind of just uh, slurping around down there, you know, and, and and so that's something. If you don't, you know, if you don't clean your pipe out regularly enough, you'll find that, uh, and it can it can wind up tasting pretty pretty foul. 
Um, I, honestly, you know, smoke your pipe until it tastes bad, and that's when you know if you need to clean it. It's just a, it's just a bad taste uh, that's kind of there. So, um, you know, a lot of folks, they, um, uh, of course, they will use the pipe sweetener. Uh, we sell it at the Squire. We, we, we like it. Uh, but there is kind of a, a, a minty flavor to it that some folks find off-putting. Uh, a lot of folks uh, will just use uh, bourbon uh, or, you know, if your uh, choice of uh, flavoring is, is different, maybe vodka or, uh, you know, gin or something like that. But, um, you know, the probably the most popular one is bourbon. If you'll just, just take a little pipe cleaner, uh, it put, put you a little uh, bourbon and maybe a little dish or something and just gently dip your pipe cleaner in there and then scrub the inside of your pipe out really good. Uh, I think it'll freshen it up real quick. Now, you want to let it dry uh, overnight if you do that. Um, you know, don't don't fire it right up then and there. Um, and, and also, you know, one thing I, I need to probably say more often when I, you know, tell folks to do this, be sure not to get that alcohol on the exterior of the pipe because that alcohol will, will mess with the stain of mm. the pipe. And so you just want to be real careful uh, with that. But um, anyway, you know, how do you tell the difference? Man, just smoke your pipe until it tastes bad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if, if it's tasting bad then and, and you feel like you need to uh, that that's generally just a good indication that you probably need to clean it up, but um, you won't have that uh, you know that sensation uh, if you clean your pipe uh, real regularly. Uh, just run a pipe cleaner through there. But if you do get to that point, uh, instead of some pipe sweetener, man, grab your favorite whiskey. Uh, you know, I, I use Everclear a lot because it doesn't impart any flavor at all. Um, you know, and 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 I think you'll be in good shape. That's good, man. Well, hey, uh, you know, it's a great question, of course. Uh, Chaplain Corey, thank you so much for sending that in. And if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it on in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick fire with the Squire. Quick fire questions! There we go, man. Yeah, okay. We got, some, we got some quick fire questions. I promise I haven't been drinking. I'm like slurring all my words. We got some quick fire questions in uh, from, of course, brought to us by the Tin Society. Yeah. Quick fire questions coming in from Howard L. Oaks. All right. Are you ready for this? Song? Yeah, bud. Bring it. All right. Spring or fall? Spring. What? Yeah, spring. Fall is pipe smoking weather. Uh, uh, spring is too. You know, it, it, fair point. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I, I, I don't know, man. Spring. I, I, there's something about the, um, the freshness of spring, man. That you know, things sprouting and and buds coming out on trees and flowers. I don't know. I, it, there's, there's a fresh rebirth, renewal, uh, to spring that uh, just gets me every single year. Yeah, spring, spring, spring all the way. Uh, so. Up until this year, I would say fall because I love fall, like especially like October. Yeah. Starting to get a little cool outside. You can do the fire pits, get the beer going. Yeah. You know, pumpkins are everywhere. I think just pumpkins are kind of a cool decoration in general. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I dig the fall. Uh, this year is the only year or the first year ever that spring has really kind of made a, a pretty like strong it's kind of gotten you. So it's, it's a strong representation. Yeah. And it's because, you know, m- my wife, uh, who's very medically inclined, uh, <laughs> turn me on to this like nasal spray stuff because the reason I was anti-spring oh, yeah. is pollen destroys me or has destroyed me in the past. Oh yeah, this year I've actually been pretty clear. Like I've been able to go outside. You found and, some kind of little uh little nasal spray stuff. Yeah, was it like a neti pot or something. No, or just see, some kind of. Tried the neti pots; they would never work. It, it freaks me out, dude. Those things torture. Like yeah. that, that's that is literally waterboarding your nose. Right, like, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. <laughs> but no, this was just uh, some some like high powered spray stuff, and uh, it, it's it's intense, but it works really really well. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name of it, and I probably probably shouldn't like promote drugs on. The I show. know, right? Yeah, J- just tobacco. <laughs> uh, all right, next up, uh, hot chocolate or wassail? Uh, 
or wassail? Yeah, wassail. You uh, say wassail? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, wassail. I, I, I'm going to go with hot chocolate. Uh, I, you know, it's it's hot chocolate. Have you it's ever easy said to make? Uh, I've had wassail before, oh. and I don't, you know, I, I, I it, it's kind of like a cidery uh, drink if I'm remembering correct correctly. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with hot chocolate. Okay, so uh, for clarification's sake, I think here in the states we say wassail. But our uh, our friends over across the pond would say wassail, maybe so, and they will correct me if I'm I, wrong. Yeah, here. I'm not. I'm not. I, I have no idea. Well, the the classic Christmas carol is wassail, wassail all over the town. It it is. I, th- I think that's. Right. <laughs> I could be. I could be totally wrong on this. Yeah. Uh, hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Again, it's it's classic. And I mean, wassail is is or wassail. What, y'all y'all let us know what's right. <laughs> it's it's classic in its own right, but hot chocolate. Uh, and then finally, watches analog or digital? Analog, uh, and and the reason is maybe not what you'd expect. It, you know, it's not just like oh, it's older and more you know traditional yes. or whatever. Tell or like, us, ink quill pen guy, right? Exactly. Who, exactly. who sells pipe tobacco? Who sells pipes? Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. T- tell us, tell us why you hate digital. No. No, it, it's a it, for me. It's it's actually a practical thing. It's a time. It's a representation of time thing. So when I'm looking huh. at my analog watch, there's something about seeing chunks of time on my watch that I can uh I I can put I can block time out easier when I'm thinking about the next hour or the day. Oh, interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's kind of like looking at a. It's like in your mind having like a bunch of dates. In your mind for the calendar or looking at a physical calendar and being like, okay, well, I can block this, this, these two days off for this and you know, this three days off for this. Like I, you kind of think in these uh, uh, chunks of time. Kind of like a pie chart? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's right. That's right. And so I, I've always kind of uh, looked at the, at a, at a watch the same way. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I, th- I think you just sold me on analog. Uh, so digital. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't bully something. Right. Um, actually, so very recently... Uh, tragically, my my Android uh, smartphone met a bitter end uh, as it went crashing down on the uh, on the ground, Aww. and so I was forced to go into uh, what some consider a torture device. The rest of you have been brainwashed into thinking it's a quality product, and that's of course the iPhone. So I'm temporarily <laughs> stuck with the <laughs> iPhone, and I thought to that's myself, so "Funny man." My only thing about it, the the my, in my mind is I'm going to get it switched uh, temporarily. I'm thinking like, you know what? I've got. Uh, back when we tested Satchel for i uh, the iWatch, yeah, I've had this iWatch in in the uh, studio. I was like, well, I can get that thing turned back on, and now I'll be able to like roll around with with my my smartwatch again because I did right. kind of like having the whole smartwatch. Thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, I could see that. And so I was really stoked about it, but then I I tried to charge it up, and I got I guess they call it the green snake of death, and I'm like. We tested this thing for like a month and it was brand new. Why do people like Apple products, man? I don't get it. <laughs> it's but, funny, dude. You know, I, I have recently switched over uh, to a Samsung from an iPhone. You've been saved. And and I could not be more miserable. Your eyes have been open. I could not be more miserable, man. I, I miss that iPhone so bad. And I, you know. I, <laughs> we just need to trade. This is I, this well, a simple solution do. ahead of us. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, let's talk after the show. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Well, great quick fire questions again sent in by Howard Oaks. Uh, and uh, we actually got some more for Howard coming at you next week as well. But of course, uh, quick fire questions are brought to us by the Tin Society, an amazing online service. Yep. 
Yes. Now this is awesome. You know, we say this is an online service, and that's because it is. But it's a uh, it's a convenient digital on demand service that actually brings physical products to your door. That's right. Talk about analog and digital. This is a complete blending of the two. <laughs> it's the digital. It's the shopping experience of the digital era, and having that curated tobacco brought directly to you. You know, the, you don't even have to think about it. They just they just make it happen. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that that's that's brilliantly put. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you but you get that analog tobacco. No, that's right. It works. That's it's, right. It's that's a, right. It's a thing. Man, the folks at the Tin Society, they are nerds about pipe tobacco and they love uh they love sharing uh high quality premium tobacco from all over the world uh with folks that subscribe to their service. And so it brings that modern box concept, uh subscription box uh to to the pipe smoking world and we're so thankful for it. So uh, tinsociety.com. You go there, sign up, use the code Squire uh, when you do, and you'll save 20% off your first month's service. Um, it's just a really great way to be exposed to some of the best uh, tobaccos in the world, some of the most well-known, but also some of the most obscure. And, and that way you get to find out what you really like. Uh, broaden your palate. Even if you don't necessarily enjoy one of the samples they send you, you're going to be a more well-rounded pipe smoker because of it. And uh, it's just a great way to um, to season yourself, grow up in the pipe world and uh and and share some fun uh maybe with uh with some friends absolutely so uh, head over to tensociety.com be sure to use the code squire for 20 percent off on your first month service again that's tensociety.com use the code squire for 20 percent off on your first month service your thoughts your comments listener feedback all right man we got some great listener feedback in uh first one up oh man mark vv yeah, one of my first mates. Uh, when, when I guess I got a lot of first mates. <laughs> it's on the uh, on the Squire Scallywags uh, coming up here pretty soon. I think hoping to see uh, the the new shop as it gets ready to open yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did Mark have to say? Uh, Mark says, "Hey guys, just a few quick tips for those who struggle with cube cuts. Uh, and it, for those that are listening, we talked about cube cut tobaccos uh, recently on another episode. Um, one, he says, don't use a filter." I know sucking up a cube is not super fun, <laughs> but it's better than getting a cube stuck in the draft hole, uh, restricting airflow, uh, and not being able to dislodge it with a pipe cleaner and running the rest, uh, ruining the rest of the bowl. Uh, so what he's saying is uh, don't use a filter, and that way you can uh, use a pipe cleaner mid-smoke uh, to kind of dislodge that, uh, that, that little cube that might get stuck in the, um, in the, in the uh, draft hole there. Uh, two... He says, uh, if it makes it easier, pack a small amount of unflavored Cavendish or maybe a straight burley at the bottom of the bowl uh, so those cubes physically can't be sucked into the hole. Uh, also, I make a cube cut out of a flake, uh, or if I make a cube cut out of a flake, uh, sometimes I will purposefully cut a few cubes larger and drop them at the bottom. I hope that helps your friend Mark VV. Uh, so Mark, you know, as some folks have said, they have a, a trouble with these cubes uh, getting sucked up into the uh, draft hole of your uh, pipe, you know, and, and a lot of that depends on the cube cut, how that, uh, you know, which one you're using. Uh, some some cubes don't have that issue as much as others do, but um, yeah, particularly if you're making your own cube cut uh, from flake tobacco, man, you, that's a great a great uh, strategy, dude. I, I never thought about that, but yeah, take that uh, those first few and maybe make them a little larger, um, and and then you can uh, put your smaller cubes on the uh, on the top. But yeah, great great point, Mark. I like that. All right, well put. Uh, we also have uh, Super Ticks wrote in from iTunes. He says, great show. Uh, being new to any community or hobby can be intimidating at first, but JD and Bo have helped to ease that for me. Good banter, knowledgeable hosts, and shared passion has made this my favorite podcast. Keep up the good work. And again, that's Super Ticks 
Uh, man, wow. That's uh, yeah. High, thanks, brother. That's great. High praise all the way. Yeah. And uh, you know, we absolutely love getting those iTunes reviews in. They are a great way to help out the show, and it doesn't cost you a dime to do it. Uh, but for those of you who are willing to spend a few dimes to help make this show happen, and especially right now, let me tell you, it would not be happening without your support. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we, we really greatly appreciate it. Head over to uh, patreon.com slash radio where you can support the show, become a patron, or even a club member. More information at uh, patreon.com slash radio there. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at the Real Bo York is me. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And, of course, you can also follow the show at Squire Radio. Of course, our Facebook links and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. That's where you want to keep an eye out as we go through this kind of transitional period over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I say we. It's really more of like John David. <laughs> like it, It's almost like he's, um, he's, like, he's, like a, he's like a hornworm that's going into his cocoon and coming out as a moth. <laughs> I mean, not a butterfly, but, you know. But just a, just a dirty old moth. It yeah. is interesting. Because, like, you know, horn, we've, we've, been going, we've been dealing with hornworm, hornworms at the house eating up tomatoes and everything. Yeah. And you yeah, see yeah. it and you're like, oh, it's like a, it's like a caterpillar, but, like, they could, like, do battle. Because it's got this, like, massive, you know, horn on its head. <laughs> and then you're like, I bet this. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm going to have to go Google this thing. Oh, you got to go Google this thing. Well, yeah. the thing is, we're like, oh, it, what does it turn into? We're telling the kids it turns into a butterfly. And then we Google it and finds out it turns into a moth. Oh, a dirty old moth yeah. that eats your clothes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not you. <laughs> I don't know. It might be, Bo. It might. It might be. Yeah, right. right, right now, as crazy as it is, yeah. Bring on the, the old, uh, the old hornworm, John David Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Tobacconist extraordinaire. Oh man, it's been a fun show. Let's go have a night. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.